Hi, Explorers. Thanks for listening to Kids Who Explore Parent Edition. Come along with us as we cover all corners of raising kids in the outdoors. Hi, I'm Adriana Scori. I'm a hiking mom in the Canadian Rockies, mama to Turner, and CEO of Kids Who Explore. I'm Lauren Rodick Everly. I'm mom to Collins. We love being outside and exploring between our two homes in Seattle, Washington, and Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Today's podcast is sponsored by Kids Who Explore's Patch for a Purpose. Every time we see our patch out in the world, we feel the love and support behind it. Our patches can be sewn onto backpacks, jackets, bags, or even baby carriers, to name a few. Or they can be carried in your packs as special adventure items for all your little explorers. Our patch comes in eight different colors, and a dollar from each patch goes to a, you guessed it, purpose. Your support can make a difference for all of the following charity groups, depending on which color patch you want to represent. Alberta Parks, Children's Disability, BIPOC and Anti-Racism, Sick Children, The Earth, Children's Well-Being, Anti-Bullying, and Children's Mental Health. Check out the hashtag Patch for a Purpose to see our patch and the community behind it. That's hashtag Patch, the number four, a purpose. To get your patch today, visit www.kidswhoexplore.ca. We thank you in advance for the difference you are making. Back on episode 20, we had the pleasure of chatting with Jennifer and LJ, the founders and owners of Three Moms Organics, which carries a natural organic DEET-free tick and insect repellent that is EPA compliant and is registered in all 50 states. And we're still very hopeful that you guys can make your way into Canada. We had many more questions following the last episode that we just had to have you both back. So ladies, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having us. Yeah, we're excited to be here. Thank you. Us too. So Jen, after last episode, you emailed me and said your daughter got bit by a tick. But the good thing is that you felt confident because you had all the information and education to get the correct treatment. And I know after last episode, you also worried that you scared people. (laughs) But I think you truly are giving people the knowledge of what to do and how to notice infection because we really don't want anyone to go undiagnosed. So can you tell us about your daughter getting bit and everything that goes with that? And did you know as soon as it happened or how did that all play out? Okay. So I did after the last podcast, you know, it is scary talking about ticks. It's not a pretty thing to talk about, but we are really big on education and getting people educated so that they know what to do. And then here I was presented with putting my money where my mouth is (laughs) and, and really, you know, staying calm and knowing how the best way to treat my daughter. So what happened was um, she had a tick in the middle of her back. So she was sprayed earlier in the morning before she went to school on her legs and on her arms. She rubbed them in quickly and um, they were doing something outside, which is awesome at school. And they were out in the grass laying down and telling stories. So she came home from school and it, and it itched and she was like, you know, couldn't reach it in the middle of her back. And I lifted up her shirt. I saw the tick there. And it already had like a little red spot on it, but not a ring or anything like that. Just that her her body was irritated by it. So I got the needle nose tweezers, pulled it out, um, straight out. You don't want to twist when you're taking out a tick and put it in a bag, dated it and put it, hung it up on on my um, inside door of my cupboard. So then the next thing that you do is you you look for signs. You don't want to test every tick. And, um, you know, I, I got it out. I'm sorry, I'll back up a little bit. And I made sure to clean, clean the area very good. And um, I dated it, taped the tick to the inside of the cupboard. And then two weeks later, 
she was actually really tired. She was showing some signs of Lyme disease or tick-borne disease, some you know, a little bit lethargic, just kind of like little circles underneath her eyes, not really getting the sleep that she needed. And um, that's when I took the tick. I sent it in to get tested and I brought her to the doctor and they also tested her there. Um, thankfully, everything was negative, but the point and actually the doctor agreed and put her on um, amoxicillin for two weeks until I got the test back from the tick test. And when I found out that that was negative and then her signs had also gone away, we just stopped the antibiotic. But staying calm and especially for her, you know, it's 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 invasive to get these little tick bites. And I'm sure she overhears some of the scary stories that we tell. But that's the point of educating people so that they could go out and enjoy themselves and know what to do when they get bit. You know, you don't necessarily want to test every tick. You don't necessarily want to just go if your kid gets bit or you get bit and just go get yourself tested. There's a lot involved with these tests. They're actually not very accurate either. So you really want to be aware of the signs. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The blood tests for people are not as accurate as they should be in the day, this day and age in medicine. The tick test, like Jen did, saw that her child wasn't feeling well. She took that tick that she had in a plastic bag and sent that tick off to be tested which will help to know what pathogens are in the tick. So you can then bring that to your doctor and you, the doctor can say, yes, I think we should treat. So the really good thing in the scenarios that you found the tick, so you knew then to be aware to watch for symptoms, but do you think if you didn't find the tick, you would have seen your daughter's symptoms as Lyme disease or a tick-borne? Well, that's a good question. And because I have three kids, I could answer that honestly. <laughs> I noticed my son, Michael, over the last, you know, four or five months, just looking tired, not enough, uh, you know, four or five months that, you know, it's just kind of in your head. My husband's a commercial fisherman, so he's away for a week at a time. And recently he said to me, you know, Michael just seems really tired lately. You know, you think there's something going on? And I was like, okay, I've been thinking that too. Now I know. So I went and got a whole big blood work done on him just to see, I mean, not just that, if maybe his vitamin levels were down, turns out he's fine. He's just a tween that needs more sleep. <laughs> and wants to be on social media and not social media, but on, on games instead of going outside and playing. So we kind of actually took away a little bit more of the computer time and got him outside more and he's more livelier. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, my first instinct living where we do is, you know, I don't know what else it could be. And I don't overreact with these things. I really try to monitor them. And of course, if he had a fever or something, blatant, I would, I would know to take them right away. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's the problem when you don't see a bite and you don't see a ring, there's a motto. What does Jerry say? Get bit in July and sick in December. So you have to get it. It's very hard. Lyme disease can be very tricky, can be very tricky mm -hmm. between person to person. Mm -hmm. And it's one of those things. If you are very in tune with your children and, and how they're behaving and you see something different, it's always good to take them in to be checked and have not just a Lyme test, but a full tick-borne panel mm -hmm. that includes Babesia, Ehrlichia, anaplasmosis. There's numerous diseases that they can get from tick bites. And I had noticed that Michael really hadn't 
since kindergarten, I think when they do a lead test in kindergarten, that he hadn't really had blood work in that all of that time. So it was a good reminder, not that you want to go and test every year, but you know, he's 11 now. So that's, you know, you want to kind of like check their oil as <laughs> what I call it to him. Right. You know, that to him, it's like, you know, you just kind of want to like check to see what's going on, you know? Yeah. And well, because how long would have been too long? So in your daughter's situation, she started showing signs two weeks later. What if you had not acted on that and then you had waited? What would be the bad time frame? Honestly, I, I, LJ. Yeah. LJ had 10 years of not being undiagnosed and it the symptoms and the they just kept getting worse. And I just kept getting diagnosed with new things more things, MS, mm -hmm. lupus. I was diagnosed with heart problems. I had kidney issues. So what happens is it just keeps prolific. I can't say that word. It just keeps growing in your body and then you wind up very sick. So this new idea of really educating yourself, and I, I put this on all the parents, educate yourself, know what's out there, know what's going on, because it's super important. And if you don't pick up on these things, it could be missed and they just could. And some things can be complicated, but like on an easy level, just like what to know is that ticks are year round where we live, you know, just kind of educating yourself with within the area that you're living. So I know that when the temperatures, how it's been across Canada and the United States have been like hot, cold, hot, cold, the ticks live through that. So. Yeah throw the repellent on them. You Anything know, knowing, above freezing. Yeah, yeah. so Sorry. you know, it, it doesn't even have to just make sure that you're aware, so you put repellent. Just that alone can be the barrier that, you know, helps your kid to not get bit or yourself Absolutely. and my dog, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Adrian, next hike, we are <laughs> spraying ourselves up. <laughs> when in doubt, that's just sour. do it because it's not going to hurt, especially this, you know, yes. that we have something that's natural. And Well, that is why I love your product so much because it is natural. So I don't feel concerned using it as much as possible on me and my daughter. So thank you for what you've created. Yeah. And that it's short lasting. So like, if you're going to go out on a hike, that's an hour, you don't want to be putting something that's going to last eight hours and chemicals on your, on, on you or your skin. You want to have something short acting and powerful. Yeah, so. absolutely. So then your daughter, like, how is your daughter doing now? Like everything she's recovered in that? Yeah, she's fine. Completely fine. She just must right. have had like a little bug over the summer. That was it. It had nothing um, to do with that, but because she had gotten bit by the tick, two weeks before that, I wanted to make sure that we did the right thing. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's totally fair. It was like kind of like a process of elimination at that point. You know, if you start to see the signs, like you said, if you live somewhere seasonal, like here, again, knowing your area of where you live and yep. you see signs in December like that, then, you know, okay, wait, this, this kind of correlates with that. We should yeah. go get this checked out. Yeah. And I want you guys on the podcast all the time. Yeah. It's so beautiful <laughs> looking at your and hearing the birds. Like I know I said this last time. It's just <laughs> it is so it's a beautiful spring Long Island day. Yeah. My kids are doused in spray. <laughs> yes. Um, but it is, it's just, you know, I mean, you are a little bit familiar with Long Island, so it it can be really beautiful here. Yes, it is, it is. So last time we talked a bit about how a meat allergy can actually occur too from tick-borne diseases. Can you elaborate on that a bit more? Because we didn't really dive into that. Yeah, so the meat allergy you can get from a Lone Star tick. And what it is, is your body reacts to a protein within the tick and you can no longer eat meat. Jen had it very badly. 
I had it very badly. Mine went away. Your body um, attacks the carbohydrate and meat. Yep. So what happens is it takes a little time for a normal allergy you would see in 30 minutes. If yeah. it was peanut butter or something like that, this meat, it's actually when your body is digesting. So it could be four to six to eight hours later. And all of a sudden, you know, you again have to educate yourself. So, you know, oh my gosh. So even when we were you know, the doctor cleared us because we did not get bit by ticks. That's one way to get rid of the alpha gal allergy is to yes. just not get not bit get again. Bit. And it took me two years to even try a piece of meat because I knew how sick I would feel. I, may, I had some people, they could have their throat closed and get hives. I had more of a- That was me. Yeah. I had more of like a GI issue. She had more GI issues. Yeah. So I, when I finally did- try it again. We were okay. My yeah. son at Michael and myself. But, wow. No. Just <laughs> wildly. That's something that we have never guessed. Yeah. Some people it never goes away for. Mm -hmm. Some people have it like the, the, one of the girls that works for us, she's had it for 10 years and yeah. continues to have it. It didn't so go away. You would get an EpiPen and then also you would travel with Benadryl, which I do now from now on. I always right. have Benadryl in the glove box for kids, like just in case they get stung by a bee, anything. It's just a good thing to have just in case, especially if it is an allergy, you can at least give them Benadryl and get them to the hospital or use an EpiPen. But with Michael, when he was able to eat meat, you know, I know that it's going to happen six to eight hours later if he's going to get sick. So he had a pork chop for breakfast. <laughs> so <laughs> and then I stared at him. Day. Yeah. So that I could, you know, I didn't want to send him you know, have dinner and then send them to bed and then worry all night long. So that's how we got around that. And that's what a lot of doctors are not picking up on this. It's a fairly new disease because it's not a typical food allergy that affects you right away. It's one that comes on until yeah. the breakdown of the carbohydrates. So it doesn't come on until eight hours later. So most people don't put those together. Most doctors don't put that together. Especially so, if they're not from here, if you could go on vacation, get bit, and now you're in, you know, another state that the doctor is not um, savvy aware about of. ticks, yeah. then you really could go years and years of not knowing. Oh, it's hard to detect. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. last time we also talked a little bit about how the ticks hang out in the long grass in the area. However, on Long Island, like, can they potentially be on the beach in that as well? Yes. Yeah. Well, we have all that beach grass. You have animals that are walking down to the water and ticks will just fall off of them. So, I mean, ticks can be anywhere. Where I used to live, I all I needed to do was walk into my driveway with no grass and there were ticks. So it's, <laughs> they, they you know, that it's not very reassuring, but that's, no. yeah, but just put on your repellent, you yeah, know, and and you do even if you're going to the beach. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. The beach, um, we always do just because of the long grass. So like when you're, you know, we're not walking on the dunes, but you're going to walk up the stairs to go over the dunes and it has all that long grass. You just need to brush against it. They're actually, how many legs they have? They have eight, eight. right? So they have the first two on a piece of grass yep. and then the rest of their body is hanging out, just waiting for someone to pass. Yeah. It's called questing. So mm -hmm. they just hang out there and wait. Mm -hmm. And then they just oh, cling, they got little clingers on and they just cling right onto you. They wait for their next victim. I know I keep talking about this, but this is why people need to know wherever they're going on vacation, what do they need to be aware of? So this is so, one, right? If people are coming to visit Long Island or other places with ticks, they need to be absolutely. aware. Yeah. Yes. It also works for biting beach flies, although we haven't had it tested for that yet. Okay. The initial testing, yeah. which is us sitting on the beach, shows that it works for biting beach flies. Yeah. For, and mosquitoes. We yeah. had that tested as well. But mosquitoes yeah. we had tested. Yeah. 
Okay, and again, I know you don't want to scare anyone, but I'm curious if there's anything you avoid because of ticks. I know I told you last summer that I went to Montauk and I was going to do a hike there. It's like, I have to do a hike in the Hamptons with my daughter and my husband, but I was reading up on all the reviews of the hike we we're going to do. And every hiker was like, I was covered in ticks after. So for yeah. me, I just was like, it's not worth it. It's not right. Worth it. right. Well, I mean, in that kind of situation, I would have probably, I would definitely put our spray on my skin, rub and that clothes. in and on my clothes. And then I would spray my shoes with permethrin. And, you know, it depends on where you're going. If I was going somewhere that was heavily populated in ticks, that's then going to want to wear something that's stronger on your clothing and your shoes, but you never would want to put that on your skin. Right. You know, right. um, there's not really anywhere anymore that I would feel like I wouldn't go but I did feel like that when I was sick and yeah. before we made a product and got myself educated about it, I was really afraid of the kids rolling around the grass. Yeah. I mean, just in your backyard, you know, it, like it was like, terrifying, you know, and I will say to my kids a lot, uh, you know, think like a tick, you know, they're going to be in the long grass. Don't go over there. Don't do that. And then you're like, Oh my gosh, I want them to be rolling around in the right. grass. You know, that was literally one of my questions. I was like, do you let your kids roll around? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, we have a new 16 ounce family bottle. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you could just douse yourself from head yeah. to toe. Yeah. Leave it by the back door before the kids run out onto the grass. Just have them spray themselves and yeah. then have them spray each other's backs. I actually, yeah. <laughs> I actually sure use it. I, I spray Bryn's hair with two little sprays and I use it. It's kind of like a detangler and I know that it's for biting um, insects. So I would think that it would prevent lice as well. So it, I put that does. in, I put that in her hair and just kind of brush it through real quick. We have a, its own brush for that, you know, and I give it a quick brush through, it takes out the knots and um, her hair is smelling delicious. And it's shiny. Oh yes. my goodness. Okay. New but it's, for this. Yeah. <laughs> and it's effective immediately, right? Like when you spray it on, it's effective. Yeah. Yep. It's the scent yep. that they don't like. So, I mean, that's, that's what they want to avoid. They it do not like it. It masks your scent. Yeah. Ladies, you need to get into Canada. <laughs> I know we're working, working on so it. hard on it. Really, really hard. We're doing so much stuff now with education and we're getting doctors on here that are going to talk about children. We have it on our YouTube, on our Facebook and Instagram, and yep. we're really getting um, on our webpage. Yeah. Doctors in that specialize in tick illnesses and one was talking about alpha gal. One was yeah. talking about psychological problems you could have some more. Um, we have somebody coming on talking about children and what signs to look for. So like that is universal. We can, we can spread our education everywhere. And that, that's really what our goal is. Yeah. We, we don't want people to feel afraid. We want people to enjoy what they're doing and do it safely. And we don't want people to get bit. We don't want anybody to feel sick like we did. Yeah. Right. So we have a passion behind it for sure. Yeah. Yeah, we can feel that passion. <laughs> and I think I asked you last year, and I should confirm for myself because I have your bottles at the ready. You said if it's not in sunlight, like it lasts for three years, right? In terms of. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Shake it up. it up. They like that sense. I think the sunlight, I mean, it would probably last three, more than three years, but it's, um, we like to say about three years, but yeah. sunlight and heat degrades the oils. So right. if you're keeping it in your car, even though it's in your trunk, it's still the heat will degrade the oils. Okay. But okay. if you are keeping it in your bag and it's coming in your house and, or you keep it by the back door and it's in your house, I replaced my bottle when, because it's out on the deck. So it's always here. So I replace that. I don't have to. I usually use it all, but that about once a month. Yeah. Then, if you're doing it that mm -hmm. way, it's right. Yeah. Okay. That's why it's in the blue bottle. 
is because that helps to keep the direct sunlight out of the bottle. Right. Okay. Great. And do you have any tips for picnics? Like, would you spray all around your kind of picnic area or like, how would you minimize the ticks in a picnic situation? Absolutely. You'd spray yourselves, you'd spray your backpack, you would spray the, the blanket that you're laying on or that you're sitting on and you know, but when you're finished, you go, you go home and you check yourself, yeah. you know, that, that you can feel a tick, you know, crawling on you. They're, they're, you know, not always just going to like bite you. I mean, I think with my daughter, she was laying on her back, so she didn't feel the, t- you know, the tick bite, you know, crawling on her. I could see you itching. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> just no, I feel like, I did this like shaving your head. <laughs> Just be aware, just really be aware Yeah. um, of, you know, if you feel an itch, look there, don't just, don't just scratch it. Mm -hmm. If, and when you go home, take your clothes off and put them in the dryer. If you feel like you were in a tick endemic area, say you find yourself out walking around and, you know, you happen to go down a trail or walk on the side of the road and you find yourself full of ticks go home, spray our stuff all over you, take your clothes off and throw it in the dryer on really high heat for an hour and the ticks will die. And then you check yourself. And then you the check shower. yourself yeah. in the shower mm-hmm. and then spray awesome. our stuff back on you. Yeah. Cause there's some trails here in Alberta that are notorious for ticks and that like around the city, not as much, but I mean, I think the tick populations are just getting <laughs> bigger and bigger right it's moving across the country and it's moving north Mm -hmm. they're even moving south which they used to not be able to tolerate the heat so there's been some studies about um ticks and and borrelia burgdorferi which is lyme disease and how they're actually using each other to coexist uh they have this nice little symbiotic relationship and (laughs) the ticks are are able to quest for longer, uh, desiccate less, and you know deal with hotter, drier, colder situations because of the Borrelia burgdorferi, the Lyme disease. Um, they're kind of it's kind of becoming a symbiotic, which is helping. The, and climate change is not exactly helpful. So. No, exactly. That was one of the things I was going to ask, actually, just for families listening today, those key steps that we talked about of going out before and after an adventure. So you mentioned, you know, the hour dryer and then check yourself in the shower and that kind of thing. But just any more key steps for families to get outside? I I would start with um, tucking your socks in, putting, you know, wearing longer socks, white socks. You could see the ticks and you could spot them and tucking in your pants, spraying your shoes with permethrin. Permethrin is great. Spraying your body with a repellent and, you know, go out, have a good time. Make sure that, you know, if you're there for longer than an hour and a half, you want to spray yourself again. You're using something that is made of essential oils. And because it doesn't have those nasty chemicals, it's going to last an hour hour and a half to two hours. So spray yourself again. If you're enjoying yourself and you say, oh my gosh, we've been here since three. Okay. Spray yourself again. Before you get in the car, maybe you could use one of those roller. A lint roller. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Always have a lint roller with you. We're going to, we're going to be selling tick kits on our website Mm -hmm. at some point in time. Um, it's in research and development right now. (laughs) It will have have like, so that if you wanted to make your own tick kit, it would have the roller. It'll have roller. It'll have tweezers. It'll have little baggies. 
that you can date. It'll have band-aids and antiseptic wipes. Mm -hmm. It'll have tick ID card, you know, all of that good stuff. Wow. That's even just a great teaching tool because then people have all the steps right in front of them. Right. And put it on your camping bag, put it in your bag. Hopefully you don't have to use it, but it's there if you need it. Yeah. You know, wow. Yeah. Ticks are taking over the world. <laughs> no, they're going to be the last tick standing. It's going to yeah. be like, they're going to be like, right. yeah. I ate their hand. Yeah. I know. <laughs> we talked about this last time that like ticks, we don't really think they have a purpose, right? They're just there. I mean, I haven't found one that's a good purpose. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure they do, but there's nothing yeah. to parasites, you know. Please there's... let us know if you find anything good about a tick. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I've read a lot about them. Nothing. I've seen nothing that says that they're good. Like at least peaches will like help clean up wounds, but I I, like, it doesn't. It's just wild. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So if you find a tick in your house so not on you, but just in your house, we've, we talked about this again last time, you don't need to send it in to get tested. So what should you do with it? Like drown it so that it actually dies? How do you make it actually die? Burn it. Burn it. Okay. Like matches or that's the best way to get rid of them. That's the best way that they're gone. Make sure it's a tick though. Make sure it's not a spider. Like do, do a little tick ID and make because spiders are really kind of good, really good, not kind of good. They're really good. So you want to make sure that you have identified that properly. And you want to make sure definitely that nobody got bit before you're going to get rid of it. You That's might want to save it and date it in case somebody is sick a few months from then. Yeah. And when we do that, we put it in a Ziploc tight bag, make sure that the whole top is shut. I even sometimes tape the top shut, not tape the tick, but tape it shut just to yep. keep them in there and date it and hang it up. And you, you can send, there's, there's numerous companies. I use tickreport.com, but there's numerous companies that you can send a tick to, to get identified and tested. There is so. some back and forth with that though, because they were wondering if the tick bites you and it regurgitates everything in its stomach, if it gives you the disease that when they go and test the tick and it comes up negative, it's because it had given it to you. Is that correct? Um, yeah, well, there was, there was, there was some saying that just because the tick bit you does not mean that it transferred the disease That too. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the disease should is probably always in the tick. It was going to reside in the salivary glands, but thing is, you don't know if when the tick bit you, if the diseases were in the salivary glands and you don't know if they were in the stomach, if they're in the stomach, the likelihood that you're going to get sick is slim to none, but if it's in the salivary glands, obviously when you get bitten, the disease is usually in the salivary glands after the tick has fed before you. So if the, I know this is, if the tick is partially fed, so say it went on a rabbit and then dropped off the rabbit and then went on you, that tick is partially fed, the likelihood of contracting the disease is higher, but not all ticks have it either. So you know, there's plenty of people that every tick they're going to send out and get tested. Okay. You don't have to do that. There are steps that you could take yeah. to not do it, but some people for peace of mind, they just do. All right. Oh. Wow. And then I know you guys are tick season is essentially year round, but typically it's spring, correct? Yes. yes. Like today. <laughs> today. <laughs> yep. March 18th, 2022. Yeah. I think it started today. It was freezing, <laughs> raining yesterday. And today I'm outside in short sleeves and it's just, right. we're here. 
Yeah. <laughs> Again, yeah. so amazing because uh, Adri, I don't know what it's like in Calgary today, but in Seattle, it's still definitely nowhere close to Springs. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It's it's beautiful here. Yeah. Beautiful. So it depends on the country, you know, it depends on the area of the country that you're at. You should really know your area and what ticks come out when. Usually deer ticks or, or black-legged ticks, they're the same. They come out earliest and then the Lone Star ticks come out a little bit later. So on a day like this, all these ticks are very, very hungry. Mm-hmm. You, your likelihood to get bit is a lot stronger in the spring, the early spring than it is. Well, I mean, yeah. it's the likelihood is there all the time, yeah. but they're hungry when they come out of dormancy. So they're pretty vor- voracious. Okay. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and if someone doesn't know that they've been bit, what are some of the first few signs we can look for? I know you said with your daughter, like being lethargic and fever, uh, fever. Yeah. yeah. You, sure. can get, you can get a fever. You can have stomach issues. It, it runs the gamut. It, mm-hmm. There is no, each person is different. You might not get a fever, but a month later, your joints are killing you. And it's usually joint traveling. Yeah. It's usually a traveling joint pain. And it's uh, so like for a month, your left elbow hurts. And then the next month, your right hip hurts. It's usually more of a traveling thing. Uh but the fever, um, lethargic, stomach issues. Yeah. Yeah. And obviously with the meat allergy, you would be noticing, um, you know, vomiting, hives. About eight hours like after yeah. your meat. Yeah. And that was immediate for us. We had gotten bit and then we were sick. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That, that, yeah. that doesn't waste any time. Right. It's just being in tune with your body and knowing if something's yeah. off. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and like we said, this does come off very scary, but it is a scary thing. And you know, knowing what you're dealing with, I think takes out some, some of the fear. Yeah. And there, there are other diseases that unlike Lyme disease, you will be sick immediately. Ehrlichia and Powassan and like, you will be sick immediately like that night. Mm -hmm. So thankfully our kids, I mean, other than that one that Bryn got bit by um, at school that day, we have knock on wood really been clear because we're really conscious of it. And we, you know, my kids are out, they play baseball, lacrosse, field hockey. I mean, every sport they're out on the grass every day, especially this time of year. So, yeah. my, you know, my son had Babesia last, he didn't know it till he was away at school. Um, you know, you can only tell an 18 year old so much to put repellent on, right? you know, <laughs> so he wound up getting bit. And we saved the tick, but he didn't have any problems until the winter. Till, and then, then he started having, and it turned out it was Babesia. What were his symptoms? He was lethargic. He was tired. He was having night sweats were a big one. Not hot at night, not that, just soaking wet. So you would wake up and, and you'd be soaking wet. Your clothes, like you could wring them out but he never felt hot or he never felt cold or any of those things. It's just these, the, these night sweats. And that's actually how we found out. Wow. Body on overdrive. Yeah. Well, thank you very much for joining us yet again. And hopefully not to scare our audience listening today. I would imagine a few listeners are itching though <laughs> alongside me. Is there anything else you wanted to share that we didn't cover? No, I mean, you could always go on to 3momsorganics.com and 
check out what we have on YouTube or Facebook and Instagram and educate yourself. I mean, I hope that that's what people will pull away from this, even if there is a little bit, bit of fear that, you know, really know your area, know where you live, know the things that you could do, know what happens if it does happen yep. and you get bit, then you know what to do. Right. So, yeah. And I will link all of that up in the show notes, your Instagram and your website and everything. And I can attest that I absolutely love your product, but even more than your product, I just love that you're passionate about this and that you're helping inform people and you're, you're just making a world of difference. So thank you. Yeah, that's our number one thing is education, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah. And and I'm all for this tick kit. Yes. Yeah. We'll send you over one when we, yeah. uh, as soon as we get it in a, in a little baggie, yep. we'll do it. Thank you. Yes, yeah. I will be, <laughs> I will be loving up on that. And then hopefully, like you said, I'll never have to use it. Exactly. <laughs> so let's end with our final questions. You both can answer. We got okay. three quick ones at you. So in the last few months, what was your best purchase under a hundred dollars? Uh, we, we believe it or not, it's the caps for our oils <sighs> that we use that we, because we used to have to pump them out. We would pick up the, the big, I mean, 55 pounds of oil. The oil comes in pounds and not gallons for some reason. And we would be pouring these huge things. And, and then we bought pumps that weren't working either. And we, we got spilling it. It was just a it mess. Was a yeah. mess. Yeah. yeah. We stunk like it, which yeah. is good, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but was- we got these caps that have this nozzle in them. So we could just lay the product on its side on a shelf, nice and neat. And just it open it, fill up for so we can make yeah. our blend. And it was that was beautiful. Yeah. This is also what I love when people get your product. It's like your heart and soul and hands have gone into yeah. it. Yeah, we're in yeah. it. <laughs> can you share a book, show, or podcast recommendation you like right now? I can definitely. A book. Well, can I, I'm going to do both if you don't oh, mind. Please. Book. I'm reading Glow Kids right now, which is amazing. I don't know if any of you, um, it's from Nicholas Cardatis. It's about how screen addiction is hijacking our kids. And it's really interesting eye opener. And um, I'm actually rereading this because I read it two years ago and I definitely pulled back on our screen time. And then I saw myself slacking and now I'm rereading it <laughs> because it's, it's a fast read, but it's great. We have um, someone coming on the podcast this summer to talk about screen time so yes that is a very good one yeah and there's little tweaks that you could do to just and you'll see it in your kids you'll see the difference um the podcast is called imagined life and it's awesome they like tell a story about somebody and then you don't know who it is until the very end and they my husband and I would listen to it when the kids weren't in the car and then they just did an imagined life family edition so they're like 25 to 30 minutes so when we're going on long car rides and the kids start trying to guess who it is and there are facts that you might not always know about somebody that's really famous it is awesome okay that is a cool road trip tip yeah it's awesome was there anything else in there Nope. No. <laughs> no, I got, I, I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and if there is no time or money limit, where would you travel or explore next? Uh, I would go to Machu Picchu. <gasps> oh, yes. It would be my first. And then it would be the Serengeti would be my second. And yeah. I would follow her because uh, she'll know where to go. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh my goodness. I'll follow too, please. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have our you repellent and our tickets yes <laughs> <laughs> ladies thank you so so much this was so fun again and yes i want you back all the time <laughs> yeah thank you anytime thanks, guys yeah thanks for adventuring with us 
Please subscribe and share your love by reviewing our podcast with five stars and follow us over at Kids Who Explore on Instagram and all other social media platforms. This podcast is produced by KP Media Productions.